even putting it up above Rock the Cradle of Love and White Wedding. That's saying something. It sounds like you're saying something. I'm saying something. Alright, let's see. Something needs to be said. Yeah, new episode starting. Let's see if we can get let's see if we can get it down. Get it on Jane? Let's see if we can get a bite. I'm not gonna hold my breath again, Jane. But we got a ring. Let's see what we get. It's not very loud. It's pretty loud actually when you listen to it. Mm. Recording. It's fair enough. Looking at our own recording, we're kind of loud. Mm. We probably won't pick them up. It's probably on the phone with somebody else. And given it's is Monday, or given it's weekend. I'm sorry, the person you were trying to reach has a voice. Uh, of course. Of course he does. Not surprising. Anyway, alright. We'll wait back and get. We will hold on and wait and see if we can get with Gene later. But as far as we know, that's all we got for now. Me and Maddie are here. Oh, hi. And this is the Chainsaw Bar. And I say... This is uh, probably going to be our episode 41, I guess. Judging by the numbers and the numerology and all that crap. Linear construct of time we subscribe to. Yeah, Chinese Zodiac tells us it's so. Uh, nope. Fair nope. enough. That's nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're the boar, bear, or pig or something. It wasn't a bear. Goat. I don't know Chinese Zodiac. I've looked it's at a thousand Chinese pig, restaurants. But hold on. Menus, but I've never really drawn anything. Oh, that's right. We do I'm have. I'm gonna say my son is 14 and he's a pig, so that doesn't work. Um, we have this huge pile of placemats, which are always classic. You just changed years, so. Yeah, it starts later than the first. It is the year of the tiger. Meow. Yes, here, kitty, kitty. Tiger people are aggressive, courageous, candid, and sensitive. Look to the horse and dog for happiness. Beware of the monkey. But if you really actually want to look up that kind of um, the Chinese zodiac, it's actually much more complicated. There's actually like elements based on the very year that you were born, which are also in a cycle. Like for me, I'm I'm like an earth sheep, and sheep's an earth too. I also have a another earth sign as my uh, other astrological sign. I'm a very grounded person, people. Mm. Very grounded. I have no clue what I am. I've been told something, but I don't recall it. In Chinese idiot, you're at it. I know that, but I don't know. 
recall the other. The other movie. element? I don't remember either. I, I, I looked it up and wrote it down and forgot presently. But this episode, we will be discussing a couple interesting things. We'll definitely be focusing on a few things, and we'll definitely be talking about some other things. So that's Ooh. where we're going today. But, a couple things and some other things. It's exciting. Yes. Intrigue. Mystery. I don't mind. But I've definitely got to get the information backdrop because this is the part of the thing that we will be discussing and I will definitely start. So let's do a quick little movie review. Other than, hey Maddie, have you been doing anything lately? Anything interesting happening in your life? Uh, I have um, been like watching a lot of dumb horror. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, some of it better than others. Some of it probably not even worth talking about. Mm. But we probably should just to save you from having to watch that. <laughs> That's usually the way this podcast should be run. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that means. I'm just looking at okay. my computer screen. Nothing related to So here. we've been like, um, it's been since before Christmas that we did a review. Or anything, honestly. Or anything. Yeah, we've been, we've been kind of locked so, down. Just I'll just number one thing I watched at Christmas time because I like to watch uh, a horror Christmas movie, hopefully that I haven't seen before. And uh, this year I watched Santa Jaws. Oh God damn it! I want to. Which was that. actually really fun. It's really fun, and if you're a big nerd, um, I think you'd you'd like it. If you like like B movies, you like it. Basically, if Jaws was Christmas themed. And it was, um, you know, the screenplay was written by, like, comic book nerds. This is what you would come up with. Also, if it had an even cheaper budget than Jaws had. Yes, that was a big budget. Yeah, that, that was. It was. But it's basically like um, Nerdy Kid draws comics, has this comic, Santa Jaws, gets a magic pen... His drawings come to life. Then he has to, you know, face all of his regrets and um, fight a, you know, a giant man-killing Christmas-themed shark who's attracted to all things Christmas. Is it like a house shark? No, it's not that cheap. <laughs> Does it go on land? Like a land shark. Mm-mm. Okay, how, how's the it's, shark It's like existing? they're down like um, somewhere down south, like Louisiana type south. Um, okay. It does go into fresh water, though. Oh. So that's the thing. They're like, well, we don't have sharks in here. So it's more like a bull <clears throat> Santa shark. The mm. bull shark is the dangerous one now. But it's not a bull shark. It's a, mm. it's a great white. <laughs> it's a great white Santa shark. It's a great and, white Honestly, like from the first scene, I was actually like taken in because it was like this comic book scenario where like, oh, big hunky guy, you're going to save me from evil Santa. And Santa keeps making these Christmas related puns. And then you find out that that was just the comic book. But it's just it's like the backstory of how the shark in the comic book gets her supernatural powers. It's actually because she was bullied. She was the runt. And, um, you know, a lot of backstory for this shark. 
<laughs> but then like gets possessed off. by evil Santa when she, when he's killed and she dons his Santa hat and kind of swallows his soul, his evil Santa soul. And then, but she's, she's honestly, she's compelled, but there, there's a lot going on. It, it was really cute. I really did like that a lot. So of all the movies that I'm going to list off here, Santa Jaws was, was a really fun film to watch. It could have been better, could have been worse. Either one of those things probably would have made it better for me because worse is better sometimes, but it was, it was fun. <laughs> and I'm, I am a big nerd, so I, I got a lot of the nerdy references they were making and shit. Oh, that's just, <laughs> that just sounds stupidly fun. It, Having seen House Shark and Jaws. Yeah, right, right. That sounds like right Absolutely. Or, yeah, any of those kind of ridiculous theme movies. Um, after that, uh, for New Year's, I decided for some ill-advised reason that I should go ahead and rewatch End of Days. Which I did see in theaters, as I recall, uh, when it came out. You know, if you remember, there was the big Y2K shit that happened. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, that was was some good So that was the premise of of End of Days, is that, you know, uh, Daddy Satan's come to Earth to procreate with his, like, you know, chosen bride, only she's, like, uh, not having it. Was that the Schwarzenegger thing? Mm. I keep saying that. Yes. Oh. Yes, that uh. was the Schwarzenegger thing. Oh God! Did he get the? Did he ever punch Santa? Did he fucking? Wait, Santa wasn't in the Satan. I said Satan. Hmm. Maybe I should so book close. one of these two into my. But I think party. that if we could just mix these two together, we'd have a hell of a fun time. No, it's just it's so. Who is it? Gabriel Byrne as Satan and the girl from the, the first Craft movie. I'm sorry, I don't remember the actress's name. I don't remember everybody's name, y'all. I try, I really do. Um, but it's you not know, the one from Doom Generation. She wasn't in the Craft. Oh, I was thinking, ah, fucking not BB Cates. Wow, big well, well, big, big time gap. Big time gap. <laughs> thinking like, wait a minute, the Craft. That's only like six years difference between. Uh, Best friends fast time yeah, was like No, that's like 10 years difference. It's like a decade, Mike. I don't know. Like... could be like this chick's mom. Um, okay, almost. Um, I don't know. This is Hollywood, so maybe. Maybe. Yeah, well, Hollywood. That's more of a long shot. It yeah. might be closer to Phoebe Cates and um, Drop Dead Fred oh. in Timeline um, than Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, okay. That's anyway, the, the girl who plays like the main natural witch from The Craft, who was the new one to the coven, you know, the redhead. Mm. Anyway, she's like, you know, the devil's chosen bride to give, give birth to his child. And he, they have to conceive like within X amount of time before midnight uh, <laughs> at the year 2000. I mean, it's all ridiculous. But basically, like, um, Daddy Satan comes to Earth. And basically just starts boning his way through New York City. Oh, man. Wow. Trying. It, it's so gross. <laughs> and then Arnold Schwarzenegger is, you know, of course, the... Uh, Jericho Kane. He's, first of all, his name is literally Jericho Kane. Mm. And he's just trying to... He gets caught up in it because he, like, you know... 
he's like a private detective or whatever, or bot, bodyguard or something. He was a cop, but now he's not a cop because <laughs> his whole life was taken from him when his wife and kid were killed. And it's like the Classic. standard canon, canon ex-cop backstory. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, and maybe he was a detective and not a cop, but maybe that's a distinction I don't need to make. Um, this is really gross. Like, the cast members' names are really gross. The girl you're trying to think of is Christina York. Yes. Kristen York. But her real name no. is uh, Robin Tunney. Robin Tunney is the actress. Christine York. York. Yeah, that comes mm. into a thing where she's from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, believe it. Believe it. I forgot. I like. I had, I had put this movie so far out of my mind that I didn't remember like the one really, really gross, like incesty scene in the movie. I, I, I really wish in a way that I hadn't uh, rewatched that and had to remember that that exists in the world. Um, but there we are. And then, like you know, of course, all the cult members are helping him. How was a freaking impressionist? Actor Kevin Elliott Pollock's performance uh, as Bobby Chicago. How was I his performance? To... Oh, yeah, he was great. Kevin Pollock was great. Um, Miriam Margolis is always great in whatever she does. She was ex- ex- exceptionally, like, demonic in this. CCH Pounder. She's always, like, such a fucking badass. And I, God, I wish to God I had her name. Like her real life name. name. Um, I know every guy out in the listening audience is also going, I wish my last name was Pounder. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. But she did great. I mean, it was was just, um, it's one of those weird, like kind of big budget Hollywood crap fests that happen every once in a while. Arnold is Arnold. He does his Arnold lines. They give him these Arnold lines, like straight out of like Conan, just things that are basically like you basically just need to grunt, you know. <laughs> okay, the um, apologies to the screenwriters for Conan because honestly, to the end of time, like what is good? Mm-hmm. Seeing your enemies driven before you hearing the lamentations of their women that's that's good that's good dialogue right there mm. oh, crush your enemies see them driven before you hear the lamentations of their women this also had Derek O'Connor from uh, the Terry Gilman fucking craziness of Brazil time bandits and Gilliam Gilliam yeah an Irish guy <laughs> there you go him and, him and Noel freaking Terry Gilliam did some things together. And he's a Derek O'Connor. And you've okay. totally fucking oozed over fucking good old Udo Kier as a head priest. Oh, yeah. Udo Kier's in it. Damn um, it. Why have I not seen this? Right. Right. Why is Udo Kier in it? Udo Kier's brilliant in it, as he always is. I love Udo. Oh, mm-hmm. He terrifies me. He's exceptionally terrifying in this role. Um, Ooh, that's cool. That's real cool. Look forward to that. No, no, I'm not recommending you watch this movie. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not. In spite of the big budget, the big cast, it's just like, it's so... Well, I mean, you do you. Um, there you go. That's my... <laughs> mm. 
Now then, then what did I? We watched together a couple of things. Did we talk about that separately? Um, no, we're definitely going to cover the fact that we did watch two things separately and two one thing together, but they both have the same name. And this kind of falls in this weird category that we kind of want to do, but they are not related, so they do not qualify as remakes. And we're not no, covering that. We're not covering that film today. No, we are definitely covering this film oh, today. Okay. We're definitely Both covering the, the one that you watched. Or... We're covering the films. Okay. Stitches. We're gonna talk about the 2012 version. Uh, Maddie's gonna continue talking because I didn't see it. She got to watch it. How did you feel about the 2012 version of Stitches? 2012 Stitches. That was actually super fun. And, uh, like uh, English, Australian now I guess, but English born. Comedian Ross Noble stars in Stitches, and it's about a like a birthday party clown, like a professional clown. Okay, I stand corrected. Not that one. Let's go back to the one you actually watched, which is the depressing as shit. Not as good as that one, the two thousand one. Well, now we're just gonna confuse the audience. You I'm can sorry. edit that out. No, we're not gonna. Okay, that, so but... the two thousand one Stitches that only I watched. Yeah, there you go. And I, the, no, I, I know. That's what I watched. We'll save that little bit. That's a future teaser. That's a teaser. But right now, this is just like, in case she wants like actual names and damn things, there's IMDb for her. All I need to film. tell you is that it was a full moon production. 2001, Stitches. Run out to your local um, video store and pick this up. It's also on Rift Tracks. That's how I watched it. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it's just... Uh, Completely. I mean, it's just like what. They, uh, also, demon. Woo! More demons. Demon um, <laughs> makes the skin suit, comes to Earth to collect souls, and takes the form of a little old lady. Oh, those are always fun. And goes to a boarding house and starts harvesting souls that she like somehow um, sews into paper dolls that she's made. <laughs> Yeah, and and you really can't tell like when it's supposed to be set. I I I got the feeling it was set like pre nineteen twenties, but the Rift Tracks guys really were like it could be the nineties, and it was actually that difficult. But also acting that's a big terrible deal. effects terrible. If you want to watch a terrible <laughs> fucking full moon production movie that is actually maybe higher quality than some of the other full moon productions I've seen in my life. Um, Hmm. That's saying a lot, right? The upper bottom cream <laughs> of the crop. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, basically. David is like, hmm, I'm going to swallow your soul as a little old granny who's making paper dolls. Oh, my Lord. And just like, you know, it was it was fun. Were there any actors? Uh, let's see. Nope. <laughs> Not don't, a... don't be rude. <laughs> There's got to be somebody. All right. Oh, God. Mm. All right. Let's see. Just looking at IMDb. Let's see. Look at the no IMDb. picture, hell victim. Yeah, that's what I mean. No picture. Person, person, <laughs> Mr. Sam Gray. Some girl, it's just a girl, another girl. A man of color. Hmm. Demon minion. Jeffrey. Yeah. God damn, is his name Jeffrey? Actually, his name is Jeffrey. You just don't see this. Yes, absolutely. No people of color on, like, in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even so, it's like demon But minion. one of her demon minions was named Brown, so. 
Hmm. But I this... don't know how much thought was put or not put into that. Yeah. Either but... way. Yeah, that's crazy. Director Neil Marshall Stevens, and he wrote it. Oh, he wrote and directed this dream for him. Mm-hmm. All right. I didn't hate it actually. I, I had a fun time watching it and like, like being confused and yelling at the screen. But you were, of course, watching the Riff Tracks version, so there was some also, comic humor in between. The... There was comic humor already there, or they wouldn't have riffed it. Yeah. <laughs> but that was one man's dream to direct this thing, and he wrote it. <sighs> Riff Tracks, why are you have to pick on people, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a man's dream, you just riffed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, that was a 2001 R rated hour and 21. Why would that be R rated? I mean, there was some gore. That's usually about all it takes. No, actually, it should take more than that in this modern era. 2001, yeah. Yeah, seriously, that's. There's a lot going on in 2001. I don't even remember any profanity per se. Any boobs? There was a rape scene, but it wasn't very, like. I don't think he ever, like, successfully raped her. There was an attempted rape scene. Eh, that might get you an R rating. I don't think there was any nudity. Interesting. Honestly, I was kind of like half in and out of it. Somebody out there, our listeners in the future, <laughs> and our few listeners now are going to be like, man, Stitch was super rapey. How'd you miss that? Yeah. No, no. Or like you fell asleep during the five minutes that there was an actual rape scene. And there he was didn't in even mean. I, I wasn't asleep. I was decorating the Christmas tree. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, never mind. I was putting up my Christmas tree, y'all. Um, but yeah, no, it was like, he didn't think he was being rapey. He was confused because a demon misled him. Okay, that's a fair. A demon can take on other people's massage. <laughs> All right, let's jump to the more fun He was review. still being unfaithful to his wife, though. So, piece of shit, deserved to be turned into a paper dollar, am I right? Yeah, definitely. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump to the next thing. We're talking about the 2012 version of Stitches. Do you want to start your restart? <laughs> Stitches. Well, we were talking about a minute ago, Stitches. Yeah. Ross Noble, English comedian. Um, That's all you need to see, really. He's a clown, me. like a party clown. Clown for hire. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Alcoholic. Like, asshole. Human being. Lives in the trailer down by the river. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. has really dirty sex all the time. With people with clown fetishes. And yeah. um, and then it's just really rude to everybody. Sucks at being a clown. Uh, goes to a birthday party for a 10-year-old kid. Uh, the kids kind of um, play a prank on him where he accidentally uh, dies. But that was unrelated to the fact that the prank was not really a prank. It was just unrelated. It was related to the fact that you'd never stick your fucking knives up in the fucking damn dryer. Seriously. Washing machine straight up. In the dishwasher or the fucking dish strainer if you don't have a dishwasher. Uh, Don't point your sharp objects up. That's dumb. That's asking for injury. It's also unsanitary because when you pull that out, when it's clean with your dirty ass hands, you're going to be putting germs back on the part of the... Utensil that's going to touch your food. Exactly. Sorry, I was a server for 20 years or something. 
And you're also <clears throat> mother and human for the rest of it. Yes, that's so true. So this well. is a fact. Yeah, don't like they if like they stuck the handle up in the wash drying machine dishwasher. It's so a dishwasher. It was a dishwasher. Machine. This probably would not have happened. It would not have happened anyway. So then, but because you definitely we're got talking injured. about fucking clowns. These clowns in this film were actually a cult. They were a brotherhood, sisterhood of cult clowns. Clowns with, well, when you sign on to be a it's clown, it's kind of a an occult clown. Yeah, it's more like a Mason's clown level. <laughs> it's like when you become a clown, if you want to be a real clown, apparently in Devonshire or wherever the hell they were, England. Devonshire? I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. I don't remember where they were actually. What was the one you were talking about earlier? Norfolk. If you're in Norfolk and you're a clown, you need to fucking damn forget about it and just be goddamn joining their cult of clowns. And then you paint an egg with your face on it. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the clown factor. And then the, the like, you know, <laughs> it's so ridiculous, the premise, is that if you're a clown and you don't finish a party, you have to come back and finish that party. You never leave a party unfinished so this clown died in the middle of a birthday party <laughs> so he has to come back from the dead and try to kill these kids as, as partying teenagers yada 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 a lot of fun a lot of fun a lot of fun yeah that was actually a, a really fun film i enjoyed that one immensely very comic very horror lots of fun gore the music was okay, I guess. I didn't really think too much of it, but it's just like, all right, A lot of, dance, you know, music. nearly nude teenagers, which is, you know, something <clears throat> we expect from horror. Yeah, classic classic horror trope. The yeah, naked the teenager, total slasher-like effect there. But it was like, the clown was particularly going out for the kids who were at the party, not just the kids who were having sex. Yeah, the kids that were at the party where he died. Mm-hmm. So that was He had cool. to finish that party. He had to finish that party, so he finished it. In spades until the end, which we won't spoil for you because you need to check it out. It's, it's actually fun. really fun. It does involve an egg. I'll say that. <laughs> and you know, we like eggs. Eggs are good. So that's about up to date, except for what I watched like yesterday. The box office was $90,000, almost $91,000. It cost one point five, so they lost a little bit of money. But you know what? Shutter gave them that. It's on its way via mm-hmm. this podcast to being a cult classic. So goddamn, go out and check out Stitches 2012 because it's pretty goddamn A+. It's a damn solid 7 out of 10 chainsaws for me. I enjoyed it. It made me laugh. It made me laugh too. It's almost quotable if I could remember it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I remember it, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, there's also another movie called Stitches out there that was a little bit earlier that was kind of more of like a romantic comedy or something. I never watched it. Yep. But there's at least one more movie called Stitches. They definitely wanted to damn make a sequel, so there's that long chance. Oh. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 they it's, worked they worked that into that. Yeah, it's definitely about fifty fifty across the board, across the damn IMDBs and tomatoes and whatever groups that judge movies that aren't us. Mm-hmm. The bigger ups. It's generally like a fifty fifty. <laughs> it's like, eh, you could like it, you could hate it. That's generally what its rating is, but I liked it. I enjoyed that immensely. It was fun. Like, he was a clown. He wasn't a good clown. I love the fact that he, like, did his, like, balloon stuff and actually engaged with people. 
Like, I've heard stories about, like, clowns. Patton Oswalt told a funny story about a birthday clown that was just the absolute worst. And if Worse ever, than this guy. Worse than this guy. And in the most horrifying way ever, Patton Oswalt, like, I heard a comedy thing about him, and he was like, he went to a birthday party. The mom at the birthday party was panicked because the clown wasn't there. She's, I think she was about to ask him if he could do some jokes or something because he's a comedian. But then, like, he looked off towards the horizon... And in the damn fucking woods out there, the dark woods, he sees a clown kind of just walking out of the fucking woods. Oh, my God. In the most horrifying thing ever. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the party clown that's supposed to be there like 20, 30 minutes late, an hour late. Just comes walking out of the dark thing and then just does this real bad, real bad damn birthday show. Doesn't even care. Is texting on his phone. <laughs> just a terrible clown. Great fucking set and he's like this is the worst clown I've ever seen but then like after everything's set up and it's just the worst clown performance he's ever seen and he's just kind of sitting there wanting to see more of it the clown just grabs the bag packs up and then just walks back off into the dark <laughs> and he's like I don't know but I immediately want to leave and it was just like yeah right, right, so bad but this clown was way better than that during his performance up until the point that he was killed by bad fucking household work yeah, bad, bad housekeeping. Bad housekeeping, yeah. <laughs> and shitty kids. Honestly, the kids were shits. The kids were You shits. didn't feel bad that a lot of these kids were dying. Mm-hmm. Like, there were a couple of kids that you were like, no, not that kid. They yeah. didn't really mean any harm. They don't deserve that. Oh. They did their thing when they were at fucking ten. 10. But, like, do they deserve that now? Now that they're, like, cool, okay kids or douchebags? Yeah, some of them. Yeah, some, some of, them. of them I really didn't. I wasn't sad to see go. Yeah. Definitely, it's like waiting for it. Mm. Yes, that one had coming. Remember so there, a couple of years ago? I guess maybe it was when the uh, remake of It came out. Like there were all those clown sightings around town. Oh God, that was fun. I, I don't know if this happened in everybody's town or just our town and around the university and stuff. Like people dressed up as clowns, terrifying everybody. Yeah. Yeah, me and my oldest, we went out in them. What was it? Was it Halloween? It was. Was it Halloween? I think it was the day of the premiere of the movie. No, it seems like it was it was something like that. That was the day like I went out and bought a bunch of fucking helium red balloons, red balloons and filled them with helium. And, and tied... vandalized our town. Good. Do you want to put that up? <laughs> totally vandalized the town. But like the city was already like in tied the Tied them morning. to all the sewer grates. Yeah, threw them all out. Like we tied rocks to the damn long, long strings of the balloons, drove around, threw rocks into the gutters. Out of the damn sewer grates and then hung balloons. Like red balloons were hanging out of the damn sewer grates around town. It was fun. I like. I laughed. Me and my kid had a damn connection, I think. There was that Oh moment. yeah. Yeah, there was that moment of like, I get to do this. vandalism with my dad. It wasn't permanent vandalism. It was okay. hard. It wasn't even vandalism at best. It was like littering. Eh, maybe littering at best, but like you're throwing a rock into a sewer grate and Got a string and a red balloon attached to it. So. It was funny. It was hilarious. I laughed. Like, there was a whole line of my look back, like, ah, look at all the damn sewer grates filled with red balloons. I'm taking a picture. Yeah. That was great. But you should have taken a picture of the time you put all those Lionel Richie posters oh. around town, too. God, that was fun. The hello, is it me you're looking for? Yeah, that one's, that was a fun one, too. Like, that night, just running around. I put one in the police station, that made me <laughs> laugh. Well, maybe laugh was like going into Natalie's coffee shop, and you would put one in there. 
In the bathroom, I guess. Well, well, on you know the the cork board by the bathrooms. No, There's... no, no. She, I put one on the door, and she took it and put it on the cork oh, board. Oh, she put she it on the cork board. Like... She was laughing her ass up. I was like, hmm. She's like, this. You this... know who did this, right? And she's just like, oh, you... of course it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> like, yeah, I do remember that. But she's like, yeah. Did you see all these things? They're all over town. I was like, I couldn't help myself. I laughed. I was like, yeah, that's pretty fun. No, I told her it was you. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I guess. But I was just, I like, up to that point, I didn't see that part of the interaction. I just kind of laughed. I was like, that's just funny. <laughs> it was funny. Everybody saw it. Yeah, because, like, I know the police saw it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was a fun time. That was a fun night, just running around throwing up them. Have you seen me missing children posters with Lionel Richie on it? Hello. And all the little cut-off tabs that you could pull had with the phone number. Lyrics. Had the lyrics of the song. You pull off a tab with I the lyrics I can see it in it. your eyes. I yeah. can see it in your smile. Oh, yeah. That was a blast. That was a fun night. Just like That was a good two hours of just driving out of town, trying to tape up and then tag things and run away. Mischief and mayhem, y'all. Mischief and mayhem. Yep. And everything was not permanent, so it just disappeared. But people remember it. Kind of like 1999. You bring in joy. You bring, bring in joy. joy. I either bring joy or I bring weirdness. Or, you know what? I don't know if I should tell that story. <laughs> I don't know. Is that that kind of tale? Because that was a blast. That, that was a blast, too. Might as well. Fuck, it's that kind of episode. It's probably not a Gene episode. Mm. Wait, what, what other weirdness did you bring? No, we'll so is this about the end of days? Is this about... Yeah, this kind of rings into them. Does it ring into the Y2K? Yeah, the Y2K. And your Y2K thing? The 1999, yeah. Yes. Okay, here's a fun story. Nah, you tell us so much better than I no, did. No, but you were there. I was not. I, I mm. haven't met you quite. This is true. I, uh, it's more fun when actually, somebody else tells it that witnessed it. It was like immediately before I met you. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was when I met you in... Like, like that December. little, that three time frame period. Or January. Yeah. Like I met you in December, like at the the place. And then like we met in January at that movie with a mm-hmm. one on Ryder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was bizarre. It was snowing. Totally fucking. Yeah. So I probably met you right around the time live. that you did this weird. Oh yeah. Definitely. Weird yeah. thing. Yeah. So on uh, all you like older folk, probably not millennials, you're probably just pre-millennial this because like honestly millennials i don't know what your time frame is i don't either but like <laughs> 1999 was a scary um, year for a lot of people this outside the cool prince song that everybody was kind of rocking that year yes building up to it like mm-hmm. everybody else was paranoid all the people were fucking hoarding people were damn building bunkers and yeah crawling into the fucking the end of days fucking horror story shit yeah. And the rest of us were like, ah, man, let it happen. Let's see it. I just well, I mean, and there were a couple of reasons. And one was because, I don't know. Um, you know we, we only just the had Schwarzenegger this. stuff. But the other thing was the literal, the legitimate computer scare of Y2K. Where Which they had programmed didn't. computers to not recognize the new millennium. And they thought everything was going to go offline because it was going to reset to 1901, or 1900, rather. 1900, rather than 2000. Or 0001. Or zero, yeah, because it was a binary system. Yeah, they didn't know how it was going to react. They, they didn't think and that they, we had people, like, working night and day to update all the computer systems around the world to keep everything from kind of shutting down because... 
they didn't think about the maths that far ahead. Yeah, there was... Always there think was about your maths. Legitimate worry that, like, the airplanes were going to have a damn fault system in their logistics and they mm -hmm. would not be able to, like, direct planes to landings and then all the planes in the sky would fall out and, like, bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, it was, just, it was actually... Yeah, there, there was reason for concern. There was cause for concern. Yeah, like your fear of flying is nothing. Your fear of falling is your big thing when you're in a plane. Yeah. It's like, I don't yeah. care about flying. It's like, please flying. let me fly. It's like, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm I'm more afraid of falling when I'm in a plane. Like, fuck that. It's like, my fear of flying is nothing. It's a fear of falling. That's it, always. But yeah, that was Y2K. A lot of people were paranoid. Everybody thought the world was going to come to like some weird halt. Or that just technology was going to come to a halt. And that would... Like, put a big grind in our gears. Yeah, because we only just got the internet five years prior to that yeah. for most people. It like, been. it was just getting to the regular people. And we're like, oh, shit, man. You can download music legally. You can fucking watch it. <laughs> okay, Napster talk. aside, it actually had to, There was a bigger picture there. <laughs> you can talk what, to like, people your in average other people countries. Would lose. Yeah. There was a bigger picture that just, like, you know, banks would fucking collapse. That, you know. Yeah, I guess Everything that was run by computers was going to collapse everything that was on computers was not sustainable at that you know it was, it was really sketchy so anyway um as a so this asshat as a millennial of that era i was like i don't give a shit about that i don't got a bank i don't have a bank account i don't have a bank account i don't have fucking like anything like i don't have i have a savings account but it's like i ain't got no money in that shit <laughs> it's like I don't care if that bank goes down. I haven't got credit cards. I don't worry about that. If I did, I'd be like, oh, but good, what it let means it to global economy? Uh, yeah, global economy was. These are really seen. things that I that you or I were thinking of at like t respectively like twenty twenty four years old. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. It's like, nope. Um. Anyway, uh. So this asshat makes himself a fucking sandwich board that says like the end is near. And start, starts walking up and down the sidewalk. What were you listening to? I was listening to uh, Mephiscopheles' Doomsday. Doomsday by Mephiscopheles. Well, there's the song for the episode. There we go. Like, I had a boom, my, my boom box, which I had bought I had for years. With a boom box. An actual boom box. I had put the damn handle, roped it on, attached it to the back, and I walked from, like, one end of town, which, where we live, is... Not a big deal, except it's a tourist town. Even in December, people mm -hmm. are driving around. And oh, yeah. we did have a casino, so people that normally weren't in my town when I was growing up were driving around. So I was like, oh man, there's like fucking, there's an extra hundred cars. I would never, I'm not used to being here in the December time. when. So here's this huge guy, and probably a top hat and a trench coat. And Mike's, Mike's like six foot three. He's a big guy. Trench coat, top and, hat. Uh, and straight up. Sandwich board, the end is near, repent, and the boombox blasting. No, there's no repent, it's there's just no the repent. end is near. Just the, okay, don't repent. The end is near. Sorry. Yeah. Um, On blasting both sides of the video. Doomsday by Mephiscopheles, which I will put at the end of this episode. Yeah, we'll feed that in there, but yeah, definitely. That was fun. Like, Cheers, newbie. Only nightmare. like two people like I knew <laughs> actually seen it, and they were like, what the hell's that? And they were like, oh, Damn, that's him. <laughs> and it's like, God damn it, there there he is, he's doing it. That's insane. It's like, what the hell is he doing? It's like, I don't know, but that's insane because like you only see that in like movies and fucking cities. Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> and there it was. And then I eventually like walked off into the side, took a sandwich board, set it into the damn dumpster and just walked off. 
Yeah. And You're also one of the very few people I've ever met who actually knew who Mephistopheles were before I met them. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's that. There is that. And that was a blast. It was a fun, it was a fun, terrifying people because people were slamming on the brakes and looking like, and they had never seen that because we're in the South. <laughs> this was a very Southern, not Northern, this was definitely a Southern fucking fuck you in the face kind of fucking smack in the balls kind of <laughs> deal. It was like, what, what, what the hell? What do you mean the end is near? It's like, this is like, this is the end of them. 1999. This is 1999. Yes. The day of 1999. You're walking around it's with the a fucking... It's the end of the century. It's the end of the millennium. You weren't wrong. Yeah. But it's like, could be the end of the world. Like, is that what you're saying? And people, <laughs> like, cars were, like, slowing down, looking and reading it, and then just kind of, like, creeping on. God, it was funny. And I was just blaring that track on repeat, just as loud as I could. And we'll play that at the end. Mephiscopheles <laughs> Doomsday. What a fucking fun day that was. And then, uh... What a fun band. What a fun band, yeah. And that was that. That was, like, the end of day, end of the 90s for me. Like, mm-hmm. a fun, depressing, sad-ass era, day, decade. Whew. Whatever. Yeah. And moving forward... Hey. Hello. What does this button do? All right. Um, all we got for, um... I can actually dig this up and show you this one thing... Huh? And we can sit here and do a quick discussion about it. What's that? I thought we were going to talk about. Well, I can't talk about that without James. Nope. What about Dragula? That's next, but I definitely wanted to show you this. Oh, okay. Because um, this one's uh, the next thing. Next big thing. The next big thing, though. All right. Scroll that and give it a quick look after you pick your teeth. I have something <laughs> in my tooth. It's pepper. Yeah. All right. There's an ad. Just... X. Yeah. Except. No, it's just sitting next to it. Pepper. All right. Just look at that picture. Read the poster. It's just a poster. That's all you get. That poster. Okay. And the poster we're looking at is uh, the next upcoming Jordan Peele film called... Nope. Exactly. Did he direct it or produce it? That's his next actual directing, I believe. But that's all people know is like the next Jordan Peele movie is called Nope. There's this ominous looking cloud cloud going towards a town in this weird looking little something. It, it looks like it has like a, like a tight string attached to it. Definitely. Or like what are those things? What are those kind of flags called? Flags. I don't know. Who, uh, that's all there is, actually. That's that's all that's been released is that movie poster. What? <laughs> yep, everybody's, after that, it's just speculation, which is where we're at. All we got is uh-huh. Jordan Peele's doing a movie with that movie poster is the only reference. And it doesn't have cast members in it. People are speculating. But, it, honestly, a lot of people are saying there's a chance it could be uh, something wicked this way comes theme judging on the way the cloud looks and the way the town looks people are judging that is a possibility and I would definitely wholeheartedly love the fact that that could be a thing I would love if he brought Pam Greer back into the fold oh, yeah if he could pull Pam Greer I mean and he could right <laughs> and he could and he would oh yeah I hope so I don't know maybe I don't know oh man she was so great in something wicked this way comes 
Oh, Jesus. That's right. Was she? She was the gypsy. Fortune Word. teller. Oh, my Lord. That's Was that her? That was Pam Greer, yes. Wow. 100%. There's, I'm just thinking, there's so much in that film that's going on. It's like the whole father... Son issue if you're a boy and your father issues mm-hmm. and there's always that and then like with something wicked it's just crazy and there's the cool fucking tall man type of dude mm-hmm. that looks like freaking damn um Mr. Falling off a freaking Yobakashi fucking building Alan Rickman Alan Rickman yeah an Alan Rickman looking <laughs> motherfucker that actually has the most horrifying who, who handshake what? I've ever seen in my life I'm trying to remember who the actor actually was hold on. But yeah, no, that handshake, oh, that's horror. <laughs> it's like I try not to squeeze in my hand too hard after thinking like handshakes and that handshake. <laughs> and for a Disney film, that was some epic fucking horror business there. Like, you don't see that in Disney films. You don't. Not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. You barely seen it then, but that one, if you've seen it on them, your Sunday night with your family in the fall, that stuck with you because it's like, oh, what the hell? Okay, I'm really going to watch this now because that was fucking scary shit and I'm going to fucking have nightmares of that shit. So if you've never seen Something with This Way, Something Wicked This Way Comes, go check that shit out because you it's, it's been out of print for years. It's hard to find. I think it's been back in print a little bit, but go check that film out because it is a classic oh my horror gosh, film. This is actually like tripping me out that like um, I typed it in my phone. And I went straight to the novel and not the film, which is, you know. I've never read much. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind checking that out. It's Ray Bradbury, of course. He's very famous, yes. I mean, he just writes really good fucking sci-fi and horror fiction. I mean, he did. I, you know what I mean? Um, mm, definitely. Uh, but... That's even more epicness to that film. Long out of print, recently back in print. You can find copies of it on the damn web. Jonathan Price was the actor who played uh, Mr. Dark. Mr. Dark. God, that's such a good name. Scary, Mm -hmm. scary, tall man, fucking Alan Rickman looking character. Top hat, (laughs) looks just frightening. He really doesn't look like Alan Rickman. Nor does... A little bit. He looks I, like I, the what's mustache. What's his name? Who played the tall man? Goddamn, Angus something. Yeah, yeah. Angus Scrim. Scrim. Yep. What a cool name. Also, honestly, like that's like the coolest. After CCH Pounder, <laughs> that's the coolest name. <laughs> Angus Scully like chose that name, so that's a great choice. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well. But still, like well um, done. Well done. Jonathan Price is. Has been in so many fucking films. Like but that one, he had the damn dark mustache, the whole look, <sighs> top hat, dark clothes. That was like a scary fae type of fucking carnival that rolled into town, just oh, yeah. reaping souls, just reaping. So good, so Oof, good. Terrifying. It's like you look at it one level, it's like oh, it's not very scary. But if you look at it like on a deeper level and think about like the fae or some sort of demonology of some sort, or just something that is on the surface. Fun. What are they called? The October people? The October, yeah, the October people. Oof. Uh, Love it. Still, I, I did not realize that that movie was that, like, out of print. Mm-hmm. Our children are so lucky. They also, like, another uh, Ray Bradbury, you know, good for Halloween movie is um, yes. an animated movie, The Halloween Tree, 
Um, so there's two that great you can't find anywhere either. Yeah, we have it on like VHS. Swear to God. Yeah, you have to like watch YouTube for it. We have to pirate pirate stream it to yeah. get it. Yeah. Because it's pro- I think it's on YouTube. Really Some way, good, like though. it randomly gets like uploaded by like random YouTubers, I so love, you can watch it. But I love the Halloween you tree, have to dig. and I and I love like how it when you are a really great writer, you can write books for children, and I think that the Halloween tree is a, is a testimony to Ray Bradbury's greatness as a writer. Although like he's written stuff for adults, this was written for children and it was written to explain why Halloween costumes are scary. <laughs> mm. um, among other things, it's also about life and death. Um, and, and just, you know, and friendship and all this other shit, but it's like, it is written in such a way it doesn't like fucking pander. It doesn't talk down to children like they're dumb. Which I think is like that's for me, if you're gonna write something for, for young people, don't treat them like they're fucking stupid. Exactly. Or like they're not readers. And Ray Bradbury was one of those like remarkable writers in my mind. Um who could write for adults and children in a way that was just spellbinding and and just like and he had a real like uh true north on his moral compass too which was always evidenced in his stories without sounding preachy but but there was he had a he had a true north there I, I think um, anything I've ever read yeah totally and I've totally lost my copy of the illustrated man and I'm really like I haven't seen it around the house in years and I don't know where it went it probably mixed into other books and you'll have to look at it later mixed in and melted or what because I know where all my books are and I kind of keep science fiction and fantasy kind of together <laughs> Hmm. And authors together. Yes, my friend Jason went to uh, Florida to the uh, Universal or Disney, whatever, and he's he's a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. He's just sent me about half a dozen, two dozen Star Wars pictures from his trip and a video. I'm not gonna bother, but that's pretty sweet. Oh, I didn't know he was a big Star Wars fan. Oh yeah, he's definitely a big Star Wars fan. Hmm. Interesting enough. But that's not the point. Um, I was skimming back. I was just trying to figure out something. And definitely, we can't cover two things on my list right now. I kind of wanted to. Ah, man. I don't know that that film looks like it's about... Like it's a remake of something Wicked This Way Comes. But like I said, if, if Jordan Peele was to remake some... I don't like remakes... But if he was to re-envision something wicked this way comes, uh, I might be down with watching that. Did we talk about... I don't recall if we did talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. But I, need I definitely did put a list down on it. On what? I was definitely going to cover this film. That was weird. 
I don't think we actually did it in theater in the la- any of the episodes, but we did watch this together. It we was did? bizarre. And I was wanting to do a review on it. Or We watched this together? Did we? Maybe I didn't watch it with you. Nope. I never watched this. All right. So, um, all right. So, take it away. Let me um, write down a note. Madeline did not watch this film. All right. So, in my uh, days off, generally I watch things. When in the morning when everybody else is asleep until like 12 because uh, they're still in COVID time. And the other one goes to school, so whatever. I watched this film called uh, Bloodthirsty. And it was... It's a 2020 film. It's brand new. Um, it had a female director. It's on Shudder. So that's always something I'm going to definitely check out. I'll definitely support the female directors when they're given a chance. The production companies are Voice Pictures and 775 Media Corp. Or that is. But those are the production companies damn putting the money into the damn thing. Following the direction. But basically, this is a strange-ass fucking film. It's definitely, I guess, a vampire-ish type of film. It's real fucking cold feeling. It's got that whole shining winter feel. Like, it's set during the winter. So if you're ever looking for a film in the modern era that's set in the cold, bleak feeling kind of feelings of winter, maybe dig in, check out Bloodthirsty. 2020, and it's an hour and 24 long doesn't matter it's a horror movie basically this indie pop singer gets like a call or message to go work with this damn real recluse super famous damn movie music producer and she goes out to his remote ass fucking damn mansion to them record the video or what the hell she's doing record an album and it's just crazy but it's just like the classic, all right, let's go out to this weird-ass location and make a fucking album. Kind of like the Beatles, I guess, did. They've done a few of those where they went out to a remote location or a crazy-ass building and recorded an album and had a horrible time and it was miserable. What the Chili Peppers did, they did the same thing, went out to California to like a fucking supposed haunted house and fucking sat there for fucking six weeks and did a fucking album and had a horrible time. And most anybody that just goes out to like a remote location that's just like, alright, this hasn't got the amenities I'm used to or somebody fluffing my butt with fucking baby powder kind of location that I'm not, I'm become accustomed to getting up to the level of famous where I can afford to go to a remote location and record an album. So this girl's doing that because this guy's a famous guy and she's a vegan, but... As she's hanging out there, she starts, like, desiring fucking meat, and it's kind of put on the plate out there, kind of a bit here and there, and eventually, it's a full-blown spoiler, heads up, check it out. I think it's kind of a vampire kind of movie. There's a whole lot more to that. The internet keeps saying, Mondo, that it was more of a werewolfy movie. It felt more, yeah, I guess it's more a werewolf movie, but... Anyway, somebody craving something unnatural to them. Yep, you're eating something. It's like, uh, I was just, I like, from here, ah, fucking, what was the damn uh, Norwegian vampire movie, Dicks? 
That after that, it wasn't called Dicks. It wasn't called Dicks, but it wasn't Norwegian. It was Icelandic. The Icelandic gem, where the vampire can actually eat some dicks. I have it written down. Yeah, since that film, that was so fun. What was it called? Since that film, I've kind of said, all right, vampires can actually eat flesh and blood, as long as they're taking it down on the same bit. And I'm gonna go with that from here on out because. That makes a little bit more sense. Well, I mean, there's different... There's different beliefs, of course, with the damn whole thing. I'm going to flip through, because it's in my notes here somewhere. It's in my notes, too, and I cannot find it. I want to know what that movie was called. But no. Yeah, so, like, the same kind of thing with vampires. I could see that happening, although that's not exactly what it is. It definitely feels more werewolf now that you mention it. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, too many episodes back. Anyway, a few episodes back we talked about an Icelandic vampire movie where they, guys like a thousand year old gay vampire who just like rips off a lot of dicks. God, it was good. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I liked it. So much fun. I'm going to spooky season. You know what we still haven't watched is uh, Death Rider. I know. I don't know if it's available yet. It makes me mad. I know. What the what's the deal with that? The fuck you doing, Blaine? Why are you holding back? Mm-hmm. Because your people that don't go to movie theaters fucking want to see that shit. Mm-hmm. Come on, Blaine. Yes. Yeah, Come on. Come on, pretty pretty. Come on, baby. Hmm, no. I've lost my damn note about that. Bingo hell. Blah blah blah. Richard Briggs. This is not interesting to people. God damn it. Alright. Of course, as soon as you look, look into it, we'll find, I'll find it in the list. Hmm. My notes are so crazy. It's like. We can edit this up. We don't have to. But it's just uh, facts. It's like. Glenn, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, Death Rider should have already been on streaming services. And I have not seen anything on any kind of feeds or notes. Thirst. Thirst. Kaboomski. Thirst. Check it out. Icelandic. Gay. Vampire. Movie. Go. Eats the whole dick. Mm-hmm. And there we go. Like a hot dog. It's fucking glorious. Even eats a bun. So. They kind of throw the damn, uh, what we do in Shadows Factor into the damn gutter. And I can respect that because you know what? Sometimes that's what There's you want There's different lore from different places. So like, there you go. It's like, we're not damn gonna judge the damn vampires what they can dietary on other than it's gotta be at least probably 80% blood. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. But that's bloodthirsty. That was fucking more of a werewolf ES film, but it's definitely kind of fucking cold feeling and I kind of need that because it's the beginning of winter for me because we had a real mild December. But then we had some cold days, and on those cold days, I kind of sat in, and I sat down and watched The Shining, like I always do during the winter, and it's cold, and I feel like it's going to snow. The Shining pops on mentally. It's like, I gotta watch The Shining. Yes. I've got to watch The Shining, because it's July, and it's warm and sunny. I gotta go home and hide in the dark and watch Jaws, because that's what's got to happen. But, yeah. So this one was a good one. Bloodthirsty. Check it out. Definitely probably a solid six... And a half. 
Nothing amazing, but definitely a good winter watch. If it's winter, then it jumps up to like a solid eight. No, no, no. It's going to jump up to a solid seven for winter movies because it's all winter and you definitely get the winter feels on it. But it's just like, eh. Werewolves are always fucking freaking me out. Ugh, gross. Most of our listeners know that, but there we go. Diane Ladd was in um, something you have to list those things too. Who? Diane Ladd. Oh. What else should you do? Because I'm drawing a blank. Sorry. I'm sorry you are too. I don't think she had a big role in the film. No, we're definitely not going to do that. Um, I ain't got nothing else for this episode. That's pretty much it. Um, Y'all need to dig up and force people to... Oh, okay. Okay. Diane Ladd. Cool. Well, our listeners, y'all need to check out some more horror movies. Check out the ones we've watched. Either Stitches 2001, if you want to damn injure yourself mentally. 2012 Stitches. Definitely check that out if you need a good laugh and you can deal with a British accent. <laughs> and we all can sit... some love a British accent. I we can it. all have our damn cocktails, beverages, and sit and ponder Jordan Peele's movie poster for Nope. And wonder, what's he going to bring us? What gem is he going to bring us this year? Because what that's the future. What gem is he going to bring us next? Because he just keeps bringing them. He's Angel like, baby. he's bringing the damn, he's bringing the fucking gold. Because, like, yeah. he's he's finding the directors to do it. He's fucking making it happen. He's got the money to make his damn hopes happen. He's like, I want to see a new Candyman. Fucking, she can do it. Boom. She did Honestly, it. Honestly, like. Boom. It's done. I really, like, watch, since I found out that Cam Peel are on uh, HBO Max. Oh, yeah. Like, I watch so much Cam Peel. Yeah, premium. It's just... They're so good. And if I had uh, Apple TV, I would watch Key's um, new film, Keegan-Michael Key's film uh, that came out, I don't know, last year. The uh, the musical one, Sprigadoon, Schmigadoon, I guess Schmigger, it was called. Schmigadoon. I want to see that, but I don't have Apple TV. We may have to pirate that one because we don't I have I may Apple. have to go to my sister's house. She has Apple TV. Mm. It's yeah. a musical. It's, it's a musical. Like it's Jordan. A, it's a, it's a not Jordan. spoof on, obviously, Brigadoon. Apparently. Yeah, like... But it's, it's also horror-related because, like, the dude who's the, the main male character hates musicals and finds himself stuck in one. Oh, that's awful. So, by so, virtue of that, it is horror. It so is horror to him. If, if you're, so if you're like horrified Atlanta. by... Huh? It's kind of like Atlanta. The TV series? No, it's kind of like Atlanta the town. <laughs> um, I don't think of Atlanta as a musical, actually. <laughs> I've been to uh, Atlanta many, many times. Cool city. Atlanta. Love yep. you. Yep. That's like, honestly, to where we live, That you that's like the nearest like big city. Mm, yep. And they so, love, like, a lot of times, if uh, when we were younger and, and got out of the house, like, let's go to a show, we got to go to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. We definitely had to we had, track two and a half hours to get to Atlanta <laughs> and then parking. So, like, Look. it's a solid two to three hour drive just to get there and park to walk to a show. 
A lot of time, a lot of time spent in Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Great it's town. A, it's a great town. It really. Like all cities, it's, it's got its problems, but it's a fun one to visit. It's. Yeah, I don't. Got no problems with the Hotlanta. Hotlanta, you got, you got my, my love and my heart, my place in my heart. Yeah. Being the closest big city to where I live, and it, and also I, briefly, grew up in Georgia, for a year or two when I was little, little, mm. little. My sister went to Collinwald. There you go, but um, <laughs> I was also thinking about the fact that like. Uh, Jordan and Key, Key and Peele's damn show, they did a thing Keegan. called... Keegan. Keegan-Michael. Yeah. I was just thinking, yeah. Yeah, Michael Keegan. But I was thinking the fact that, like, they have this weird little thing about musicals, and they definitely do musical musical mm. skits. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the Negro Town one fucking kills me. Because there's a line, it's like, it's where uh, black people can be free. Like, Atlanta? He's like, No! No! <laughs> like just shut the fuck up can can a brother get a moment and you can just shut the fuck up stop talking he's uh, like, oh, sorry 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 uh, yeah if you ever get a chance check that one out it's uh, like ah oh, so good just such a those guys are fucking they're so funny. they are fucking perfection but if you've been watching the the comedy for even before jordan peele started making horror movies you can see he's a big horror movie fan. oh my god yes he brings it in to so many episodes of their their sketch performances. Yeah, both of them definitely get the damn bits. And but even their 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 faces. Like, Jordan is like obviously. They both more know so. horror. They both know horror, but Keegan Keegan so Michael good. actually would be like, "You're the connoisseur." Yeah, but like. So, I yeah. saw this on a on an episode I recently watched. It was like kind of between scenes, um, where he was like, oh, "You're the connoisseur of of like horror." What actually frightens you? Oh. And his response was so. This is why I like this guy. He's like, I don't know, you know, poverty, uh, injustice, real life horror. That's no. what frightens me. Oh my I, God. Uh, that's not verbatim. But that's the idea. He... But that that was it. It was like, the Ooh. real scary stuff frightens me. This is why I lean on horror. And I, I felt like so connected to that to that statement that he just made kind of between the scenes there on the sketch show. It was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's premium. Yeah, because like I was just thinking back to the the Shining knockoff where the guy has the inter the continental, the breakfast, continental breakfast and he's just like you've, you've always, always been. been and then he does the whole fucking panning looking at the face and I was like oh that's just so shining that's so good. <laughs> It's like, uh, Keegan, you just, you got horror. You got horror in your blood, so it's fun. You can pull, you can deliver it in. Wait, which one? Scene. That's just where he said, you've always been here. But then he yeah. gave the look at the screen, then, fourth then, wall then breaking. Jordan Pills, like, look. Like, yeah. Right. But yeah, he did the total look. It's like, ah, oh, And then there's a picture so on the wall nice. of, like, Continental Breakfast 1928 or 1932 <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. That's good stuff. All right, let's hit this number one more time, and this is the last time I'm going to bother. But hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. Call time. Who do you? All right. Did it just end? All right. Hung up. Sorry. Mike's trying to call Jan again, y'all. We'll give it we'll one see. more time. We'll see. Otherwise, you're just going to have him for a little bit. We're only going to give him one more chance. Last chance. 
It's the last dance for Lance fans. Can we still use that song? No, we're going to use the other song in this episode since this didn't work out. About you may as well look it up and see if you can make it oh, off your phone. Sure. Let's do that. Let's make that happen. I'm that was your thing. I'm sorry. Sorry. So we're going to leave it at that for this episode. How long have we been on? Not long. Uh, we've done an hour and seven at this point, but really? uh, edited down. Well, I feel yeah, like... Maybe an hour. If we cut out some... Like long pauses where we kind of look at each other's eyes and think, man, he did deserve a day. <laughs> we drop that, and then those little long pauses that get edited out, yeah, there it is. Uh, she's thing that came up on my phone. Yeah, she's picking that up. Official video or just the uh, track? Because the video was so fun mm. that we could just watch it while the crowd goes. Maybe I should look up this uh, video. Mm, don't know. You should, y'all. <clears throat> well, definitely hit the play and put it towards the mic so people can hear it. Okay, and we can get copyright Make sure there's not an ad first. This album was called God Bless Satan by Mephiscopheles. I don't remember what record oh, company it is.
there you have it. The Doomsday by Mephiscopheles. Epic, 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 epic. Love it. Yeah, that's like 1999, the world didn't end. Mm-hmm. Although... That was a 1995 album. It was. Yeah, 1999 is like... Soundtrack was that for me. That's where I went. I tried. I tried. I tried bringing the world to an end in 1999. I was hoping. I was hoping to them. Mines were a little bit late on their clock. And we had to sit down for 12 more years and hope. And it didn't happen. So, whatever. It was on Moon Sky Records. Moon Sky. For the record. For the fact. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. They had a Moon couple. Moon Sky actually put out so much good stuff. Oh, their bumblebee, their bumblebee track. Their bumblebee like, uh, their boom Yeah, that was like a good time, feel good song, but they were completely fucking satanic. <laughs> yes, and we'll, yeah, maybe a nightmare. Yeah. God bless you, sir, but mm-hmm. not so much high quality content. And honestly, like just for the for the record, like in the nineties, the nineties ska, third wave ska, like you, you didn't have any black. Front men, mm-hmm. front people. Exactly. Even we had a few in second wave, but mm-hmm. nothing like first wave, obviously. But yeah, in the nineties, it was like maybe them, yeah. and then like Hepcat. Yeah, Hepcat third wave didn't have as much as it should have. It should no. have had a lot more than it did. It, it, it really it got real white real fast. Yeah, damn it. Uh, that, that was. An epically fucking fun time, and I'm gonna it, just say epic, 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 epic. Yeah, but that, no. that was a fun time for ska, but some of it was too fun. Mm. Some of it was better than others. Yeah, ska got real white in the '90s. It, it got, it, I mean, it got what it what it did. Um, it got real fun. It got real loud. And then and poppy and it got real punky. Fucking... It got real punky is what it did. Oh, that's um, right. oh my god. Oh, and I and I I think um that there were a few bands like Hepcat or like the Slackers that kinda kept it like a little bit closer to the roots. And Boston's had a little bit. Mm. They had like the sound down, but they were real what are you gonna do? You're from Boston. <laughs> Yeah, we're fucking white as shit, but goddamn. I'm not. I'm not saying that you can't make ska music if if you're not a person of color. I'm not saying that that there's ownership of that. I'm just saying it got you know away from from the roots there for a minute, and not just in um in a in a racial sense, but in a, like a political sense. Like it became about like let's have fun and party. Oh yeah, definitely. And less about the politics that kind of shaped ska. Yeah, the early... I know this isn't a ska podcast. This isn't a music podcast. But, this is but if you've section. listened to our podcast once or twice, you probably realize that Mike and I are big fucking music fans. Yeah, definitely the ska <laughs> scene in the '60s and all that. Mm. It was definitely all about people come from Jamaica getting into England and then boom. Yeah. Good music happened. Yeah, and Vivian was from Haiti, right? I don't recall. I never looked it up. Oh, I think he's from Haiti. But Nubia Nightmare, fucking fantastic. I, don't I, think, I think he's actually Haitian. I'd like to hope they did some more music. 
Hmm. But it's, it's like the Atomic too. Fireballs. Like, yeah. They were another little flash in the pants that fucking put out flash a maze. When, when, when there was that weird thing in the 90s where like these old music styles came back into fashion and swing, and swing was one of them. Scott. And honestly, like you said, Atomic Fireballs were the only swing band of the 90s. Yeah. With a black person as the, the front, front person that I can think of. I mean, I can't think in of my that. mind, that was like, you know, Swingy. kind of popular among. They were in a Scooby Doo soundtrack. In the, in the scene. Yes, they were in the Scooby Doo fucking movie soundtrack. Movie soundtrack. So there you go. So like, um, <laughs> even like, uh, yeah. what's his name? The main uh, fucking Shaggy. He said, mm-hmm. oh, they're a great band. He even said that in the like reviews, like when he's reviewing the movies, like ah. they're so great. It's they like, were I love so this great. Track, and then like they're such a great band. That was such a great track. Like our kids, oh. our especially our our eldest son, used to just like freak out every time he heard that song. Yeah, good stuff. Which like, was man um, with the hex. The man with the hex, also a very like witchcraft theme song. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It's, oh, yeah, check it out, people. You remind me of the man. What man? Yes, uh, mm. like seriously, what a fun song! What a fun, fun. It was a fun time, but yeah, like when you look at like kind of the whitewashing of it, I guess in a way, it's not. I'm not putting. I'm not okay. White people, I am not putting the blame and like pointing fingers. I'm really not. Oh, but uh, that happened in yeah. history, so. Uh, we can recognize it, or or you can just go, well... Yeah. Okay. But if you were, like, just a damn early, like, 20 fucking person, like, early 20s person mm-hmm. just driving three hours to go see a ska show every fucking weekend, it's like, all right, let's go to Atlanta this weekend. All right, we gotta go next week. We gotta go Tuesday. All right. Right. It's and like, even for, like, even for, like, some of the, like, whiter... Um, Ska bands, like I know, like uh, in one of their liner notes, like Voodoo Glow Skulls had a whole song in Spanish, and then like in the liner notes where they had the lyrics, they were like, "If you don't understand it, fucking learn Spanish." Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Glow Skulls <laughs> are fucking fun as shit like that, and yeah, they're still yeah, rocking. They're still them out there doing seriously, shit. like fuck you. It's like, come on, fuck off. It's like just <laughs> learn Spanish. Like seriously, gonna, it's a damn. Go get on fucking Babel or fucking damn. Whatever the yeah. hell. The thing we promoted like a couple fucking episodes ago that our friend Hoppy was listening to. Go check it out. Like that little program. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Because what, apparently it works. That's the one my friend Sarah's using. Um, Duolingo. That's Duolingo. it. Duolingo. Duolingo is the one that he was using. It. Oh, okay. Yeah, now she's can... using that to learn Korean. So, oh, really? Ooh, yeah. man. Yeah. That could be the damn step in the Japanese that me and Jean may need to take. Yeah. Absolutely. But there we go. Although, like, Japan, you still are failing us miserably. Like, you're not even on our list of people that listen to us. So, Japan, come on. <laughs> come on. Like, come Greece. On, Greece beats maybe we need point. to maybe do some more reviews of Japanese horror movies. Oh, man. But they frighten me. <laughs> yeah, Japanese horror movies are so extreme, generally. Like, the directors like, are just, like, they're just so It's just that I don't watch horror shit. movies to be frightened. We did do House. Mm. House. 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 I'm gonna say the it the way I'm gonna say it. House. Mm-hmm. That was some nuts. We're definitely gonna get on that in the future. So if you guys can find a hard copy of that, you have to go to Criterion Collection online to find that because the hard copies 
are hard to shit to purchase because they're like 30 bucks and yeah, like that's american u.s bucks so convert as you may like yeah, seriously still one of the weirdest movies i've ever seen but like i paid 10 bucks for the criterion collection channel for a month and i still forgot to restop it so like two months i paid 20 bucks i could go back on there and watch a damn movie so right. looking to the future, we're trying to wrap up this episode. That was supposed to be our outro song. Um, that was the outro song. We talked a bit. <laughs> but then we got Scott. That we, we got Scott. We got Scott. And I've got anyway, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about some Toby Hooper um, related news uh, next episode when we can get Gene on the horn. Yeah. I'm gonna say on the horn because it makes me laugh because I keep thinking of Graham Greene's character in Atlantic Rim or whatever they other version, the knockoff version of Pacific Rim was. That was it. Graham, Graham Greene, who I love and respect as an actor and human being. That was but he exactly. said on the horn so many times, he said it like my dad, because my dad would say that for calling someone. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to get Gene on the horn, talk about some Toby, Hoop, Toby Hooper uh, related uh, news stuff. and stuff. Yeah. And have a special musical like fun fact in there and um we, we mike and i were gonna try to watch a couple of andy warhol productions oh, that they yes. have added to shutter which is blood for dracula and flesh for frankenstein so neither of which either of us have ever seen because it's you know in this day and age it's about damn impossible to get andy warhol shit but um, shutter's done it shutter's but like, shutter has done it shutter's shutter has it, done it y'all y'all go look it up too we'll talk go, about it together next seven, time 10 bucks go do it go fucking support shutter because they're doing the shit and getting the shit out there now they're, they've got the power and people are like man i need an online thing and i don't want to build my own website and have it have nobody watch it oh they're shutter they're underground ish fuck they'll put this out there if i give them permission to do it and I mean, seriously, they got like fucking House of Hammer on there. Mm-hmm. They got fucking Andy Warhol. And they've got all this new st- original shit. They've got There's the Boulay Brothers. Like the Boulay Brothers. We're going to talk about later. We'll talk about that. Um, also, there is a, if you uh, want to, there, did we say that there is a trauma curated channel? There is a trauma channel. Check it yeah, out. Yeah, you can also um, subscribe to. It, it's either trauma films or films like curated by trauma studios, like kind of Lloyd Kaufman approved shit. Yeah. It's if like you like trauma films, Tromaville, I think, or something like get that. Get down there. Yeah, they're out. That website is out there. That streaming service is available. And I think you can totally... go, you can go on your Amazon account and look it up, and you can definitely pay Amazon to pay them a little bit of money. And you know what? Boom. And you know, trauma's done so much for us. What can we? What skin is it off your ass to give a little back to trauma? Yeah, seriously. You should at Come least... Come on. They impacted like, your life, y'all. Yeah, you definitely should go online. Go to Tromaville. I'm pretty sure it's just Tromaville.com. Like, I'm just guessing. Like, I haven't looked at the website in years, but, like... No, it's, We did it's, pay money to, like, have <laughs> trauma television on the television mm-hmm. for a couple months. And I think we just watched, like, three movies, so it paid itself off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, we pay fucking six bucks to watch a thing on Amazon, so whatever. Yeah, So we, we paid Trauma's damn thing for two months, and it's like, ah, we, we only watch a couple of movies because there's so much going on all the time with horror movies, and that's cool shit. Like, there's so much going on all the mm-hmm. time with horror. Facts. Like, Shudder just points out, I was like, hey, man, have you seen the new Nick Cage thing? And I'm like, fuck, I have not seen the new Nick Cage thing. It's always Nick Cage. Or the now. other Nick Cage thing. And here's another fun fact in our in our local one of our local papers, um, the uh, Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, Mm -hmm. to which Mike 
It's a lost. Um, got awarded by the paper with the Nicolas Cage Award. <laughs> they called it the Nicolas Cage Award, and it was because, like, they just seem to be in everything right now. Yeah. It cracked me up. It cracked Mike up. Probably all the other readers were just like, what? Um, but it cracked us up a lot. The Indians are into things now. God damn Indians it. are into things. They're yeah. like Nick Cage into things. Yeah, we are definitely into things. Like, they are just. It's just like I'm just sitting there, stuff. like, oh, we're doing that now. Yes. And, it's and like, by the Indians, he means the tribe. The tribe, my <laughs> tribe, the Ebki, as a lot of us in the know call it, the Ebki, <laughs> the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, E B C I Ebki, because we're fucking lazy like that. And yes, Native Americans call themselves Indian. We're Indians, yeah. We call it's ourselves Indian. It's a tribal name. Yeah, we don't we don't give a fuck because like, if you're out there on like Facebook being the social justice warrior, telling people who call themselves Indian that they aren't Indian, yeah, just kind of you're probably listen. like out of your lane. Yeah, when yeah, there's certain tribes like that that will get mad about it, but most of us just like no. It, it, let's see the context of that statement. It's like, oh, that's cool. I put it another way. If you're not Native American and you're correcting people, oh yeah, go fuck yourself. You're probably out of your lane. Yeah, you're definitely unless they're outright being racist, and we can tell the difference. But yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But anyway, yeah, we got the Nick Cage Award. That's, We're there. We're there. It's basically an Oscar because Moonstruck, right? Yeah, it's like the Emmys and the Oscars and all the best. Yeah, it's all the good things wrapped up. though, like the. Free papers, damn awards ceremony, pure platinum award. That's yeah. just gorgeous. There you go. But anyway, that was that. Um, we got a lot coming from the next episode. We got to get M. Gene on the horn. Is that how you say that statement? Yes, that's yeah, that's Okay, there we go. But we definitely going we to, de- we've got a couple things to cover because we've been on Shutter a lot lately and digging it. Shutter's on point. Go pay, pay the bucks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on Shutter's damn website. Hey, give me five bucks so I can. Like, actually get paid for fucking saying your name as much as I do because... Because we say it so much and we are actually not endorsed by them. Yeah, they're so cool. Damn it. Give us five bucks. Well, send me a shirt. They're cool enough. Send me a shirt. They are flawed. They have some flaws. They do. Nothing's perfect. But... Nothing's perfect. A lot of people are still like, why do you keep Billy Bob? Mm Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, Joe Bob. Not Billy. Sorry, Billy Bob. Sorry, Billy. Joe Bob. Why do you keep Joe Bob on there after he's been so controversial, but... Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I, you know, it's the thing about Joe Bob. Like, I grew up with Joe Bob. Most people of our area did age. And and our interests. Yes. Um, he was one damn, dude, why you gotta be fucking super homophobic and shit? <sighs> Come on, they're not out for your fucking ass, boo. They ain't out for you, boo. They're out for what matters. Not you, loser. Come yeah, on, Yeah, he Bob. didn't have any reason to pull that shit and... It really pisses me off, and it's weak at sauce. the same time, Netflix does promote queer content, female content, people of color content. So, like, okay, and Joe Bob's still in there too, and Joe Bob is, you know, producing movies that are about stuff like that, or so, like promoting them or whatever. Like his his, def, his his crew is probably fucking riding his ass now. It's like, what the hell are you saying that for, Joe Bob? Come on. Like, a lot of our fucking viewers are uh, you of see your... see Darcy throwing him a lot of shade. Oh, yeah. Darcy fucking... She does it with her body language. She's just like... Yeah, Darcy, you can see it's like, oh, shit, that's <laughs> a lot of You can see that. Man. She's just like, 
dude, fuck you. It's like, I don't agree with that statement. And then he kind of sweats say, and, and looks over. And then she'll be like, hmm. yeah. And then you can see I, his I hesitation and I look forward to good things from Darcy the male girl. Yeah, you Darcy, more than a male girl, baby. Yeah, Darcy's the content producer. Yeah, Darcy's <laughs> on point. So Darcy's going to get something on Shudder in the future. I can't wait. I can't wait. Darcy should be the next Elvira. I'm going to say. I said it. I said it. Darcy should be the next Elvira. Well, Cassandra Peterson is still with us and um, doesn't need to be replaced. Not yet. But maybe the protege. The protege. Definitely the next step. It's like, yeah, things move. Steps. The world steps up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that might happen. That would be, that would be totally cool. It would be cool to see them work together. Oh, man, that'd be Oh, fun. my gosh. I'd like right? to see her point. She's got a lot of crazy ideas in her head, Darcy. Yeah, she does. So I can't wait for, and, like, when she steps out so and starts doing some fun so stuff. So does Cassandra. Cassandra's she's, she's always totally funny. awesome. Just great. So glad you came out as gay. <clears throat> so cool. And I, I love, I would love to rub that in Joe Bob's face. <laughs> Where he probably rubbed his face in your picture of your titties. Oh yeah. Innumerable times in his childhood. Who didn't? And probably adult. Who didn't if you're a guy? Or lots of girls. Um. There you go. Lots of people. Lots of people. If you like boobies. Well, boobies and a fucking sharp, fucking razor sharp wit. A razor sharp wit. Mm. You know, uh, when I was a teenager, because uh, I was all like, apparently like too gothy for Western North Carolina. Uh, some of my coworkers, when I was like the teenager working um, at a resort in housekeeping, they would. That was my nickname was Elvira. Wow. I didn't have Elvira's figure. I didn't have Elvira's big over-the-top thing back then. I was actually a very meek person. Um, didn't have her hair? I had long black hair. You didn't have the bouffant? No. I didn't have the bouffant. Mm -hmm. This is before you met me. It was when I was young, and it was more like... It was more of a Morticia Adams or more of a, you know, uh, Marilyn Munster kind of mm. thing I was going for, which was a little bit more... Or even Vampira. Um, but yeah, they went with Elvira. I got there eventually. I mean, they haven't been entirely wrong. But at the time, I was just like, what? Yep. And now I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> and that's how we're going to end this episode. That's all we got. This is episode 41. Man, that's been a blast. That's been a fun one. But um, yeah, go check out uh, Stitches twenty. 01 or 2012, preferably. <laughs> Check out Santa Jaws. Or save for next damn Christmas time. Yeah, if you want. You want to damn hurt yourself? Go watch Give it today. Give yourself a little, a little present. And sit there and dream about what notes going to be about. Because you know it's going to be fucking... I got something, but I don't got nothing. But nope's going to be fucking probably epic. So wait for nope. Because Jordan Peele, man, that guy. He's fucking rolling. He's rolling the fucking damn gold. Yeah. He's shitting fucking leprechaun fucking piles of fucking pots of gold. So, oh, man. We got so a couple good. things coming. We got some... So good. And I honestly, like, the the first time I watched Get Out and I fell asleep and I did not understand it. And then the second and third time that I fell asleep and did not understand it. 
that time that I finally watched it start to finish and could understand it, I was like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what happens when... Uh, what's her name? Catherine Kinnear? Is that her name? The white media? The ding, ding, ding on the coffee cup. Oh, God, I don't remember. No, I was thinking uh, Kinnear, the SNL woman. Funny as shit. No, I think I know that dude. No, Kinnear. I don't know, she had that episode where her and them, um, Donald Chang... Went to them Thailand. God damn, funny shit. They just went around eating shit and fucking having a good old time. Went to a couple Buddhist fucking temples. I don't know. The name is very similar. And we'll keep talking because content is important because you guys are sitting here listening to this. I'm sorry. There goes my pencil. But um, y'all Kath- know who we're talking about. Catherine Kinnear. Uh, when she dings on the coffee cup, it just kept putting me to sleep. I think I already said, like, I'm going to type in I know a real bad phone. Her niece used to babysit our kids. Um, uh, True story. I have no idea what that means. Uh, a niece is somebody's sister's daughter. Okay, um, how do you spell Kinnear? Well, her, hers is Keener, actually. Oh. Catherine Keener. I'm saying it wrong. I'm putting the E's in the wrong place. <sighs> anyway, we don't... There she is. Yeah, that's not fun. Let's not worry about it. You gotta drop this now. Keener. Double N. No, not Neil. Wow, I'm just uh, trying to search. Um, um, well, that's just. That's Chung. Weird. Blah, 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 blah. You can, blah. You can delete all this if you want. I could. I probably won't. But, goddammit, what's her name? Catherine Kinnear? Catherine Kinnear? Catherine Uh, Keener? Yeah. Keener. S-N-L. K-E-E-N-E-R? She wasn't... No, it's not... She's a fucking comedian. She's funny as shit. I don't... I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, this This is gonna fucking piss me off. Nope. Um... Can I piss you off, off audio? Can, can you try helping me search for this person's name? She's a comedian. She's on SNL. She's white. She's a fucking funny woman. And she did a thing with Daniel Donald Chang. Daniel Chang? Donald Chang? Dang it. We're definitely going to edit this bit. That makes me mad. Food. I'm going to type in food. This is so frustrating. Can you tell me um, 
what the sketch was about? No, I'm just saying SNL. I'm talking the actress. I can't remember the actor's name. Can you remember what the sketch was about? No, I'm not thinking about it. I not even remember that at all. Hmm. Katharine? Well, we're still recording with this stupid. It doesn't matter. We can definitely drop this. No, it's not Catherine Kern. Yang? Bowen Yang? No, <laughs> what I did by two. Um, no, it's not that. Eventually we'll find it. So let's race to find out who the hell the. She does um, the weekly report. News Saturday Night Live host. That's what I'm going to search. She does. Um, With Bowen Yang? Not Bone Yang and the Bone. Yeah, it's Bone Yang who does the fucking weekend update. Well, that's not who it was. It's not the Bose. Fucking remember we have to remind up people. There she is. But uh, who is she? Who is she? I should just type in cast. Kate McKinnon. So close. So close. Boom. There was. Kate McKinnon. 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 Just fucking funny as shit. She is funny as shit. She's super famous. Yeah, you can't fucking fucking remember her name, apparently not. But her and Chang, they did a thing. Yang? Chang! God damn. Food. David Chang. Oh, David Chang. They did the thing together. Okay, I thought you were... Uh, right, about I the think, guy from SNL, not the guy from fucking. I think it was, yeah, it was breakfast, the, lunch, the, and dinner. The they, they went to ugly, Thailand. It was ugly, great. delicious guy. Yeah, it was ugly, delicious. But I think they were actually on a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. I think. That makes sense. Yeah, they're fucking. Sounds like they were in Vietnam. Taking on. Cambodia. Southeast yeah. Asia. Yeah, oh man, it was great stuff. Yeah, all right, so we're going to skip a lot of that. But um, <laughs> there it is. Kate it is. McKinnon and David Chang, unrelated to fucking anything other than fucking go eat you some, some fucking food and be happy. And I'm going to end it there. I got nothing. We finally found a name. We found out who that amazing woman was. It's fun. We had a great night. The amazing woman I'm with is still here. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't fucking Barely. cut each other off and cut <laughs> each other up. And it hasn't ended in that weird ass thing. So that's it. That's it for the Chainsaw Bar this evening. You got any closing thoughts? Me? I guess I'm the only one here. Yep. This is a uh, taxi driver situation. I guess you're looking at me. I, there ain't nobody else here. Jesus. <laughs> No, no closing thoughts. So just everybody be well. Take care of each other. All right. Groovy. All right, that's all I got. Uh, As always, uh, wash your hands, social distance because people spit when they talk, wear your mask because it's flu season, and the fucking new COVID, the vid, is super infectious, but if you have your your damn thing, your shots and boosters and shit, you're probably still going to catch it if you come across somebody. But you know what? It's like a mild cold. Awesome. It's like a it's like a cough. It's like a damn eh, I'm tired. It's kinda like when you get your booster. But if you don't got your damn boosters and shit, apparently it fucking sucks. Also, if you get something and you don't test positive for COVID, 
get tested for fucking strep throat because it's always strep throat. It's always Maybe strep it's, throat. it's always strep throat. It's yep. always strep throat. Or it's pneumonia in your lungs. Well, or bronchitis. If you let it go long enough. Or it's bronchitis. If you let it go long enough, those have to fester. Or, like, it didn't take but a couple days for some people. It depends on your immune system. Like, I know somebody that had it and it's like, oh, it's bronchitis. Well, no, it depends on if it's viral or bacterial, but okay. But yeah, it could be quick. It could be, like, either way. <laughs> if it's bacterial, it's got to fester. Yeah, boom. Yeah, but there you go. That's all we got for this episode. We're going to post this here probably, uh, what is today? Monday? Today is Monday, January 10th. Our son is on an airplane mm-hmm. flying in from Utah. From actually from Salt Lake City, Utah. Mormons! We're going to build a snowman. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, we should make him watch that. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Yes, we definitely should watch. I don't turn our son off Mormonism. Oof, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cannibal Musical, people, check it out. The fact that he has that he's fucking Native American should turn him off. Okay. It's like there's there's some more no trauma. Friends. There's some more premium trauma for you. Premium trauma. trauma. And from the people who brought you South Park, Trey yeah. Parker and Matt Stone. Person that believed in them was Lloyd Kaufman. That's right, babies. So there you go. That's your damn little nugget of Winter Wonderland. Go check <laughs> it out. Let's build a snowman. Let's build a snowman. Could be tall. Could be short. Build a snowman. We love you. Social distance, all that jazz. We love you. Watch some horror because, damn it, man, horror movies, they're out there. There's so many out there. It's hard to keep up with. And that's all we got for this week. Cheers. You just did Chainsaw Salute now? Oh my God, dude. God damn, it's been so long. One, (laughs) two, two and a quarter. Two and an eighth. Okay. Zero? Yeah, okay. Vroom! Vroom. (laughs) Excellent. Ah, goodness.